Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And then... It's going to be interesting. There were two. We're all having a good time together. Trump. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. Haley. A new direction. The latest every minute. It's where I get my news. Is here. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. The third hour of our get-together is underway. It is 8.06. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Some of your top stories... The Mayorkas impeachment failed. What about the border bill? Is that still in play or is it dead on arrival? And Iran seems to be getting stronger and more emboldened. And we're going to deal with all those issues. In fact, we are going to ask our next guest all about them. Joining us now, Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning, Kat. How are you? Good morning, fellas. We're doing all right. But can't wait to be back in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so let's talk about the border bill. Uh, is it dead on arrival? A bunch of Republicans said it is. But I remember that was even said about Obamacare. So it, is this thing going to come back up and morph into a different kind of monster? You know, I don't think that it will. Because let's remember, this isn't actually a border bill. That's the challenge that, you know, people are really struggling with is that they're saying this is a big comprehensive border package. It's not. This is a Ukrainian aid package. This is a Palestinian aid package. This is a bunch of items that don't relate to border security. There's a citizenship uh, program for Afghan parolees. There's a a new visa created, uh, chain migration. There's immigration issues, but not specifically border security. And as you see, there's Senate leadership outside of McConnell that is taking this down in the Senate. So I think it's not just dead in arrival in the House. I think it's dead in the Senate. And I'm going into an elevator, so I apologize if this gets a little no, no worries. rocky on the connection. Yeah, hopefully you'll stay with us. Yeah, that bill included like 50,000 additional work permit, uh, permits. Uh, they're jumping through hoops and doing everything except, it would appear, uh, related to border security. Now, let me ask exactly. Yeah, if you can still hear us, um, Mayorkas and the attempt— to impeach it was a failure what happened so you know yesterday in the gop conference every week we get together as a as a team and hash out what we're going to be voting on that week and the following weekend there was a really really intense discussion yesterday about this it took the homeland security uh, committee a year to conduct the investigation 
And there were three of our colleagues that were pretty adamant about voting against this impeachment uh, bill because they felt that while Mayorkas is terrible at his job, it didn't rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. And speaking specifically about like McClintock from California, you know, he said something to the effect of, you know, if everyone was going to get impeached for being bad at their job, all of Congress would be impeached and the entire cabinet would be impeached. And so while that's true, I can say definitively that Mayorkas, his intention has been deliberate. He's not just bad at his job. He is willfully ignoring the law as it is written, lying to Congress, and engaging in activity that puts our national security at risk. So because of his willful and engaging way of of doing his job, it's not like he's just bad at his job. He's purposely doing this. That's why I supported the impeachment. So you had three people who voted no, which was enough to stop it. And then there was a fourth vote from Blake Moore of Utah, who was originally with us, and he had to actually switch his vote. It's a procedural motion that allows for people for that bill to come back up if one of the original prevailing side members brings it back. And so a lot of people are saying, what are these four people up to? There was actually just three. And uh, so it's going to come back after some pretty tough discussion. But I think it's important that people recognize that there is a process in all this. And also, this is dead on arrival in the Senate. So important to impeach in the House, yes, but it's not going to actually remove him. So we have to focus on the 2024 election if we're serious about getting rid of Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah, if you would have got rid of Mayorkas earlier, it might not have... um worked out the same way because now we're so far down the road in terms of the exposure of the border and the American people finding out and figuring it out that Biden can't use Mayorkas as a straw man anymore. He can't blame him and make the border issues go away. His hands, exactly. yeah, his hands are just as dirty now. Let's move on to Iran. I don't know if you saw the story where the IDF uh, came out and said, look, we've got documents and they're going to release them that shows a clear money trail between Iran and Hamas. And, of course, they found lots of money in those tunnels, too. But this is pretty definitive that points back to Iran. As we know, they're the state sponsor Mm -hmm. of terrorism. But this really makes the connection very, very real, even for those who want to bury their head in the sand. Uh, What should we do? Uh, Should we do anything with Iran? And then my secondary part of that is Iran just announced they're building their... I believe their third nuclear reactor, they're going to start that soon. (laughs) For the people who were ever questioning whether or not Iran was financially backing groups like Hamas or Hezbollah or the Houthis in Yemen, I feel like like John McClain, like, (laughs) welcome to the party, pal. You know, we've been talking about this for years and the threat that Iran has posed in being the largest international sponsor of terror. The evidence further confirms what we've known all along. So that's good. But now it comes down to what are we going to do about it? We played this half-baked sanctions game with Iran, which has really done nothing more than slow down their enrichment program and devalue the U.S. dollar. When we go crazy initiating sanctions around the globe, we tend to put our own domestic financial health at risk because you have players who say, I'm going to evade the SWIFT banking system. I'm going to 
move away from the greenback. And that's what we're seeing now as a result of decades of this kind of half-baked, half-in, half-out agenda. And each administration swings so violently from one side to the next that it's impossible for our allies to really know where we stand. So that trust has been eroded. And the final thing I'll say on this is this is why the JCPOA, the Iran deal, was so awful. And let us not forget that Russia was the mediator in all this. And thank God that President Trump yanked us out of that deal because it was a bad deal with no benefit for Americans, no increased national security, no chance of further instilling global security. There was just nothing beneficial about it. It just was delaying the inevitable. So this is a time when we've got to start rebuilding our trust. And meanwhile, Biden, he's suspending gas exports, LNG, that our, our allies are critically needing. And so we, this is a bigger issue than just Iran. We're going to hold Iran accountable. It's going to require more than just the United States. We can't be the, the police that are constantly going around saying you can and cannot do this. That's not the role of the United States. Our leadership is critical, and we have a role to play. But we have to have uh, allies that are joining us in this fight. I know when you go to war, you have to go to war with the army that you have, not the army that you wish you had. Same thing, commander-in-chief. This is not the guy to go to war with, I think. A lot of people would agree with that. So can we stave off? Can we keep our heads above water, I guess, in every area? Can we protect our soldiers, all the above, um, and make it through the rest of Biden's term, frankly? For me, everything is on the line here in November. If you think about what it really means to go to war, and of course, we're, we're on the precipice, it seems like, of World War III with Biden taking unilateral action using an AUMF from 1991. He is itching to get into a conflict so he can justify his second term. I'll be damned if we let that happen. I will not ever, ever, ever sign off on sending our young men and women overseas to fight a battle that is not directly a threat to the United States. And so we have to get serious about reasserting Article One authority in the House, which means Congress and only Congress can declare war, not Biden, not, not the people around him, and certainly not the TikTok influencer army that seems to be making decisions in the White House these days. Only Congress can do that, and we've got to get serious about reasserting that authority so we can restore order here at home first. Maybe we'll get lucky, and if Biden calls for war, it'll be on the day where uh, the Secretary of Defense is AWOL, so he won't even get the message. (laughs) Scary times, Bob, but we're in the fight. Indeed. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, we're we're glad you're up there. Uh, Keep fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right. 816 on the Bob Rose Show. Great stuff there. More stuff on the way. Um, yes, more stuff about the border, but also Ukraine and what's going on there in terms of martial law. Details on the way. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He brings the brutal truth. They're trying the left to destroy Israel. Mark Levin. Hamas's attack blinking saw it as an opportunity as they protect the Iranian regime. 6 o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Happy, happy, happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. It is 821. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And your time check, it is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the top stories, Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. And Congresswoman Kat Kamek explained much better, much simpler, much easier than anybody that I saw or read about the the situation explained it perfectly that a Republican had uh, to turn their vote because it was a tie and it wasn't going to go anywhere. And that also is procedural to allow that person to bring it up again for a vote because they're on the quote unquote winning side. She put she made that so perfectly. And that's why I'm always um, reminding you. To follow the sky so you never miss a minute of the Bob Rose Show, which is one click, thesky973.com slash follow, or uh, maybe even better yet, download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, so you get the Bob Rose Show podcast every minute of the show. It really is a great thing because, um, like I say, there's some issues where uh, Congresswoman Kamek just puts things in very easy-to-understand perspective, and for whatever reason... <laughs> I don't know. A lot of the talking heads and stuff just—they make it more complicated. Yeah, they make it more complicated uh, than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. What else do we have going on? The Ukrainian Parliament has decided the nation state of martial law will not expire later this month, extending it further uh, for another ninety days. Martial Mm -hmm. law will last until May thirteenth in Ukraine, at least, and likely much longer than that. Um, in some areas, uh, this is a presidential decree that was made on Monday, and it passed overwhelmingly in Parliament. All right, so the martial law was activated on the day of the Russian reinvasion, February 24th of 2022, and then extended on April 25th, and again in August, and again in November, and then... Um, 2023 on February, then May, August. I mean, it's just keeps going on and on. Trench warfare notwithstanding, the Ukrainian state has spoken again of a spring counteroffensive for this year, predicting the Russian attempts to gain ground will be completely exhausted in a few months. More artillery donations are needed from the West to make this a reality, and uh, that's echoed complaints from Kiev that the last counteroffensive failed for want of Western equipment. So, yeah, I guess they're they're saying if you know winner, they're not going to win without the help from the West. And if they're not winning, it's because it didn't come quick enough. It wasn't large enough. 
wasn't exactly what they wanted or supposedly needed. I don't know that that's the way to do things necessarily. And it's also interesting that Tucker Carlson is just being shredded because apparently he has or is doing a sit-down with Putin. Now, if it seems to me that in the past, haven't they had leaders from, like, Tehran that have been on with um, some of the flashy, uh, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS News. I'm, sure. The names escape me, but, you know, like the anchors, sure. female anchor. And how that oh that was allotted and this is oh yeah you know, one of a once in a lifetime opportunity and all this stuff it was it's Iran yeah okay I mean Imagine. you just ask them if there are enemies and they'll tell you yeah and then you've got our own president bring in President Xi come on in man come on in sit down we'll treat oh. you with this total respect but Putin oh. No, he's he's blacklisted. He's a bad guy. And if you even talk to him, you're a traitor working for the Russians. That's basically, you know, how they've positioned it. And I'm thinking to myself, now, I'm not saying Russia, they're the good guys by any stretch. Right. Don't get me wrong. But the last time I checked, they weren't stealing $600 billion of intellectual property from us a year. I mean, does that account for anything? Yeah. Not to mention how China is going to corner the market on the EV market. They already have. Rare earth minerals. Yep. Pretty much already have it in the bag. So if you're worried about real threats to the U.S., why do we invite one communist leader right into the White House when the other communist leader is, oh, such a bad guy, we shouldn't even have a dialogue with him. How could you ever get anybody to even talk about peace if there's nobody talking about it? I'll bet you that Tucker's going to ask him, hey, what's it going to take to have peace? What What do you want? Why do you want it? Why do you feel like you can just go into a sovereign nation and take uh, this land? I'm not saying that whatever reason he comes up with is going to be valid enough to go, oh, okay, I see that. But at least you would get some perspective and maybe start a dialogue, which sometimes can actually lead to peace. Wow. Calling for peace in Israel? Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. But talk about peace with Putin? What's going on here? 827 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And we've got a lot more headlines to get to coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Trending, Trending right now on The Sky. Adversaries like Iran taking American lives. What response options is the president considering? I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. As it happens, defend ourselves from an invasion. Putting Secretary Mayorkas to the test with an impeachment. The news station. Fund the police squad member Corey Bush under federal investigation. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. New on the Sky. Glenn Beck. Right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's talk leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky.
Good morning and welcome. It is 834. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. On a happy hump day, Trump day, one of the top stories, Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. Three Republicans uh, did not support it. A fourth was for the impeachment, but changed his vote so that he could be the lone Republican who could actually bring it up again for a vote, perhaps when Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, is uh, back from cancer treatment. So that's kind of where that thing is for right now. Not that anything is going to change at the border one way or another. We're not going to get a secure border as long as Biden's president. I said that about a year ago. Before that, I said, what will it take for him to close the border? I was worried about, you know, terrorists getting across. Apparently, uh, that's (laughs) not high priority. Uh, Then I said, hey, uh, there's a whole bunch of fentanyl coming across, and stats are now coming out where killing like 70,000 people, Americans, a year, uh, between the ages of like 18 and 45, the number one cause of death, fentanyl? Well, that, maybe that'll be enough. To clo- no. Well, you know, there's human smuggling. The cartels are making money. Uh, there's women and children that are being pressed into sexual slavery or just kind of slavery and human trafficking in general. That's got to be enough. How can we wag our finger at the commies in China for how they treat the Uyghurs when we're allowing this kind of activity to go on right, you know, in front of our very noses? Yeah, how how can we do that? And, And you're letting these drugs flow across? That's enriching the cartels? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they're going to spend a lot of their money making life better for people. Do you? No. All right. So nothing's going to change there, unfortunately. And unfortunately, other bad things very well can and will happen. Even if it's just a status quo and it's just a surge of people, that brings with it a whole bunch of nightmarish scenarios. You've got gangs that are forming or maybe reforming that know each other from out of town, Venezuela, stuff like that, already committing crimes. New York City is one of the big ones, and it gets attention because, you know, it's New York City gets a lot of attention because it's one of the big media cities, if you will. A group of moped-riding migrants terrorizing New Yorkers, including one Uber Eats driver, used a hacker to breach bank accounts and make purchases at stores like Home Depot. Cops revealed this as they shared new details on the sophisticated high-tech crime ring. These aren't all uh, farm worker types. No. The crew and others like it include people from Venezuela, Mm -hmm. Ecuador, Honduras, Mexico, and several other nations, according to NYPD uh, Chief of Detectives, Joseph Kenny. There's not a Venezuelan shelter. There's not a Mexican shelter. They're all brought in together along with other groups as well. But the Venezuelan-led gangs, including the suspected crooks busted yesterday, who were directed by a Venezuelan migrant named Victor Para, 30 years old, of the Bronx, tend to be more organized. Yeah, as time goes on, a lot of these folks are going to be more organized. It's gonna. That's why I said... This is just the tip. It's going to get worse. One alleged member of the Moped Gang, 19-year-old Kleiber Andrade, 
Uh, arraigned Tuesday, Manhattan Criminal Court held on a $10,000 bail after he was connected by cops with a wider ring that has figured in over 62 different instances of grand larceny across the Big Apple since November. That includes a shocking caught-on-video heist in which a 62-year-old woman was brutally dragged down a Brooklyn street just three days after Christmas. You may have seen the video on that. The thieves made off with the woman's bag, keys, phone, credit cards, and glasses, all while she careened through the air and slammed into a metal bike rack. Awful. Uh, They have no shame. They use vicious tactics. Uh, They snatch people's purses, phones, and other belongings by any means necessary. Wow. So, and the problem is, as long as you've got that uh, Bozo DA up there in New York, a lot of these people are going to go free Mm -hmm. very quickly and not have to post bail. Uh, It is. But the people there, I guess they put up with it, and they keep voting the same type of leadership in over and over again. Sounds familiar. Well, look, I get it. When Adams won, I, I really thought this guy is going to be moderate. He's a cop. He's a former cop. Yeah. Of course he's going to look out for the cops. You thought. Turns out that's not the case. He's not the politician. Yeah. And he's the guy. We're open. We're a sanctuary. He seems really yeah, proud. Beating sure. his chest. This, this is New York. It's what we do. We're open to everybody, and we're uh-huh. going to help everybody out. Uh-huh. Until they sent a bunch of people there. And he's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we didn't really mean it. It just sounded good. And sound bites on TV, like I'm a good guy. Yeah. Wow. All right. And uh, problems are not just in New York, but they do get highlighted more than than other places because of it being a big media outlet, media town. But squatters are ruining entire neighborhoods in Atlanta. Wow. Police say the response to evict is slow. Some homeowners have resorted to paying the people off to leave, paying oh, them off. Goodness. Brazen squatters have opened an illegal strip club on one property they had taken over. This property was one of, are you ready for this? Yeah. One of 1,200 homes. Oh, my goodness. Which has been squatted in the city, according to the National Rental Home Council Trade Group. That's crazy. I'd be terrified in Atlanta to lease out one of my properties, said Matt Urbanski, who manages the local home cleaning company there. Uh, his company cleans out homes for corporate landlords and, in some cases, has to remove squatters' possessions. Recently, one of his employees was shot after attempting to remove intruders from a property. I get protecting your own property. It's not even their property. Simon Frost, CEO of a large-scale uh, landlord, Tiber Uh, Capital Group said there have been incidents of unlawful occupants brandishing weapons and threatening neighbors, which of course affects the safety of neighborhoods and other residents. Evicting squatters in Atlanta is tough. It involves negotiating court backlogs and strained police resources. Meanwhile, online listings and virtual real estate agents make it easy for squatters to identify vacant properties to break into. It was back in October An Atlanta neighborhood found itself at the center of a scandal involving squatters who had transformed a home into an illegal strip club, complete with weekend parties and even live horses on the property. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Incredible. No tigers, though, so it wasn't officially a a big party. The drama unfolded 
uh, South Fulton area. Four individuals, DeAnthony Maddox, Jeremy Wheat, Calvin Hall, and uh, Jazz J. Ford took up residence without permission. The neighbors had no idea. This is a nice house in a nice neighborhood. This is a 4,000-square-foot, five-bedroom home. Wow. Yeah. The the squatters ran the clandestine strip club, held noisy parties, and even organized car races in the street. Oh, my. Ruining the neighborhood for others, yes, making it very unsafe. Yeah, live horses. Eventually, a SWAT team had to clear out the house and recovered two stolen cars, a stolen weapon, stolen credit cards from the property. Ah. Uh, One neighbor said, is this even America anymore? Mm. We're homeowners and we can't even do anything about trespassers. Yep. And again, again, once the free housing deal Mm. goes by the wayside for migrants... Um, gee, will they already be schooled up in uh, squatter strategies? Well, if you can be as organized as the uh, street people of Gainesville, you know, we see the supervisor making the rounds on those. So, yeah. Why yeah. Not? Why not? Oof. I'm telling you. Uh, we, need some, we need some upbeat. We need some positive news. Or we need to all play lotto or something. Yeah. Right? Now you're, now you're talking. Another piece of news that might be new to you, the IDF uh, in Israel, they released some information that shows in very clear terms payments and a direct money line between Iran and Hamas. Yeah, I mean, they've got the documentation, and they're going to share that with their you know allies and stuff. So if there was any question... About Iran financing Hamas. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably also find some documentation that has to do with Hezbollah mm-hmm. or the Houthis. Who? Houthi? Yeah. Houthis? Houthis? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we do. I just avoid saying I know. Houthi because there's I no know. blowfish involved that I'm aware of. Not that. And not a single blowfish was harmed during the presentation of this story as well. But Blowfish were probably at that strip club squatter house in Atlanta. Wow. They had live horses. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. (laughs) Car races in the streets. I mean, like I said, upscale neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. There was. I wonder if their property taxes will go down now. (laughs) Kind of doubt it. I doubt it. 845 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We've still got plenty to talk about on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Nights. I'm not here to be nice. I'm a voter, and I'm dissatisfied with what I see my subordinates representing me in D.C. So if I sound mean, it's because I'm being American. On 97.3, The Sky. Well, we know Biden uh, and the Biden family business has sold us out. Who else is taking money and maybe not looking out for the uh, best interest of America? You might be shocked by some of this. It is 848. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And by the way, coming up, State Senator Blaze Ingolia uh, will be joining us top of the hour. And some interesting things that are that are happening there that actually have national implications as well. And so hang in there for that. Now, 
you know, I, I was just trying to get through some of this material because it's substantial. This is MSN.com reporting this. And let me set the, the backdrop for it a little bit and why it kind of piqued my interest. You know, President Trump surrounded himself with what were considered pretty good people, pretty hard chargers. Some of them turned out to be pretty good people. Some Trump got wrong. Now, he had to take some direction and he had to trust some people. It's just the nature of walking into the biggest job on the planet and not being uh, politically connected really before that. So there was a learning curve there, and part of the learning curve was learning about people, the good guys, the hidden agendas. And one guy that was considered a great guy by most standards, and that's General James Mattis. Okay? His reputation, from my understanding, was very, very strong. And that's why Trump asked him to come on board. And he did. Now, we're finding out some things that are kind of interesting. And by the way, Mattis is one of the people that turned against Trump, if you will. He's against him. He doesn't want him to get reelected. He said some, some like, over-the-top stuff. And it turns out that he did work for the United Arab Emirates. He was retired, and he can do that. I don't know that it's necessarily he was breaking rules per se, but he's retired. Then he goes to work for the United Arab Emirates, and it it did have to do with prosecuting a war, which he's a Marine general. He probably knows a thing or two. So that might not be problematic, but if it's not problematic, why was it never mentioned when he came on board with Trump? Why were senators, most of them, not informed, with the exception of a few, informed about the fact that he worked for the Arabs? Yeah. And so it gets involved. Uh, Okay. Now, soon after his country began bombing Yemen in 2015, the de facto ruler of the United Arab Emirates confidentially reached out to an old friend, retired Marine General Jim Mattis. Uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayyan, who also served as a deputy supreme commander of the uh, uh, Emirati military, needed help. The UAE was part of a coalition of Arab countries that had intervened in Yemen's civil war to fight Iran-backed Houthi rebels. But the coalition's bombing campaign was killing large numbers of civilians and doing little to deter the Houthis. So this is, one, one thing is, this is a lesson that we're relearning again. Because Biden telegraphed what he was doing when he went to bomb the Houthis. And we already know from the past, you end up killing a lot of civilians and very few of the bad guys. So in keeping with federal law, Mattis applied back in June of 2015 for permission from the Marines and the State Department to advise Mohammed and the UAE on, quote, the operational, tactical, informational, and ethical aspects of the war in Yemen. That's according to a previously undisclosed set of documents that were obtained by the Washington Post through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. They had to sue to get these documents. Why would that be? Because his request was considered highly unusual, 
a legendary four-star Marine asking to work for a foreign head of state as a personal consult about an ongoing war? That could get tricky, right? Complicating matters, the U.S. military had become entangled in the conflict. Soon after the bombing started, the Obama administration agreed to support the Arab coalition's air forces, led by Saudi Arabia uh, and the UAE, with aerial refueling and intelligence. But U.S. officials were growing alarmed, again, by the number of innocent uh, Yemenis dying in coalition airstrikes. Nonetheless, U.S. officials swiftly approved Mattis' request. Then they fought to conceal his advisory role in the war in Yemen and his work for Mohammed. Why? If he filed the appropriate documentation and he was cleared for that position, why would U.S. officials fight so hard to conceal his role? So it was the Washington Post that sued back in 2021 for records uh, of retired U.S. military personnel employed by foreign governments. Federal agencies took two and a half years to release the ones about Mattis. Again, they're ordered by a court to do it, and they still slow walk it to that point. All right. So uh, you can, this gets really wordy and it gets rather deep, and this is going to be hard to do under this kind of format. But, you know, I, I think it'd be worth the thing. Look up msn.com, you'll see the story there. But here's something else. As I was perusing through this thing, and like I say, it's like 20 pages. But I left myself a note. Let's see, page 12. And some other things that I wanted to share with you here. <laughs> Sorry. It's not exactly... It's a lot of stuff. It, it is. It's ridiculous. Here we go. All right. So remember, I'm just, I'm just grabbing at this. There was an email exchange that included an exhibit in a court filing last year in the federal prosecution of Richard Olson, a former U.S. ambassador to the UAE. Olson pleaded guilty to two misdemeanors related to his post-retirement consulting work in the Middle East, including a charge that he illegally lobbied U.S. officials on behalf of the government of Gutter. But then they went on, and remember Senator Bob Menendez, who's been in trouble more than once? Yeah. The Democrat out of New Jersey, uh, a, a pending federal indictment against him, accuses the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee of taking bribes and acting as an illegal foreign agent on behalf of Egypt and Gutter. Wow. Then there's another retired ambassador that's charged with acting for decades as a clandestine agent on behalf of Cuban intelligence. My point being is, man, talk about draining the swamp being a big job. Joining us next, State Senator Blaze Ingolia on The Bob Rose Show right here on 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. Day one, I will terminate every single open border policy. Every candidate. They wanted a new generational leader. We have to pass universal background checks. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.